Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, these are some strange times that we're living in, and I hope everyone is doing okay. I know a lot of you are living with uncertainty and anxiety right now. It's a tough time for everyone. Two weeks ago, I decided I might want to take a little time off and try to get ahead in case things took a turn for the worse. And man, did they ever. I've already started working on new content that is going to be coming at you next week. I hope you all understand if things are a little choppy in the coming weeks as well. I live in Washington State, and I've got my kids home from school for the foreseeable future. So workflow is... let's just say it hasn't been the best. I also want to let you know that if you're struggling right now, feel free to reach out to talk. It's easiest to reach me on Twitter, at HackingYourADHD, but I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email me directly by going to HackingYourADHD.com contact. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about accountability and how we can use it to help get more done in our lives. More than ever right now, I think accountability is a vital component in keeping us on track. So we're going to be discussing what accountability is, how we can use it in our lives, and ways that we can find an accountability group or partner. And just another quick note here, I know for me personally, I felt super unproductive this last week, and that I should just be doing more. But we're in a huge transition right now. Transitions are hard for everyone, but especially for those of us with ADHD. Give yourself some slack. We've got a global pandemic going on. So yeah, if you're struggling, that's understandable. And so it's more important than ever to make sure that we're being kind to ourselves. All right. If you'd like to follow along with the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash compassionateasskicking. Keep on listening to find out how you can use accountability in your life. Based on the title, you may be asking yourself, why would I want my ass kicked with compassion? Well, let's start off by saying it is much better than the alternative, which you know is ass kicking with no compassion. What I'm talking about here is accountability. Now, accountability can be kind of a scary word for some people. To them, the idea of being held accountable means that they've made some sort of mistake and they are going to get punished. That's not what I'm talking about here. Let's start off by getting on some common ground with this word, accountability. Looking at the dictionary definition was entirely unhelpful. The fact or condition of being accountable, responsibility. I can't tell you how much I despise any dictionary entry that has the word it's describing in its definition. But we're still going to need some sort of definition to work with if we all want to be on the same page. So in the context of this podcast, let's call accountability taking ownership of your own actions. Okay, well if I'm taking ownership of my actions, where is the compassionate ass-kicking coming from? Well, accountability works best when it is used with other people. This means sharing your intentions with someone else and checking back with them with whether or not you did the thing. This isn't about being shamed into doing something or feeling judged because you didn't actually end up going to the gym today. It's about having a system to help you follow through with the things you want to be doing. We all tend to let ourselves off the hook when it comes to our intentions. It's why I've started dozens of projects over the last few years but haven't followed through on finishing most of them. Something new and interesting came along, and now I don't care about building my own drone. But if I told someone, hey, I'm going to do this thing, and then I asked them to check back on my progress, I'd be a lot more likely to hit those milestones. And before I go on, let me just add an important aspect here. Accountability is about specifics. 
If I told someone that I was going to run a marathon and then asked them to check back with me in six months, I'm not likely to have better results than if I just did it on my own. That, or I'm going to procrastinate for five and a half months, see the deadline, and then try and run the marathon without training at all. I mean, it can't be that hard, right? So part of that compassionate ass-kicking would be my accountability buddy asking me how I'm breaking down my training. Having them help me see through the entire process, not because they don't think I could do it, but so they can understand how they can best support me in hitting my goals. Because hitting our goals is what it's all about. I don't need accountability on playing more video games or watching YouTube videos. I need help making sure that I'm doing the things I want to do that I know are going to be making my life better. Alright, let's get into some ways that you can actually use accountability in your life. One of the easiest ways to tap into the power of accountability is through a body double. No, we're not talking about stunt doubles that are going to sit down and do your work for you. Instead, a body double is just another person who is working alongside you. They aren't necessarily even working on the same kind of thing that you are. In fact, I used a body double as I wrote this episode. Part of the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Groups is something called Adult Study Hall, which is just a web conference room that is set up through the program Zoom. When I need to get work done, I just log in and jump on camera. Once I'm in the Zoom room, I let anyone else working know what I'm doing by dropping it in the chat window. I've spent at least a little bit of time for every single episode of the show in Adult Study Hall. Just having someone there is a great way to help keep you on track. You can find a similar system through focusmate.com in which you sign up ahead of time and log on to spend a particular hour working alongside someone else. You spend the first couple of minutes after logging in introducing yourselves, and then you spend the rest of your time working quietly and at the end report back about how you did. And body doubles work great in person as well. If you need to clean your house, sort your mail, or do just about anything where you might get distracted along the way, having another person there can really help keep you on track. The other night, my wife and I used the technique to help put our laundry away. We both had giant baskets of clean laundry that we hadn't put away for weeks, and so we just said, hey, if we both put away our laundry at the same time, we might actually do it. And as an added bonus, since we didn't need complete focus on it, we could talk at the same time. You can also find accountability in your community through things like support groups, church groups, sports leagues, or even social media. Although I will caution against broad accountability statements you might find on things like Facebook. I'm sure you've seen someone posting on Facebook about some goal they are trying to achieve. Maybe you have yourself. I know I have myself, and I know when I did, that it felt like it served as some sort of accountability. I had read that publicly committing to your goals can improve your chances of completing them. And perhaps, in some cases, that is true. But just posting on Facebook that you want to do something isn't actually accountability. If you don't have plans for someone to follow up with you, chances are no one's going to. And at least not at a specific time. You might have your Aunt Lisa ask you about that Facebook post you made at the next Christmas party, but you probably won't even remember it by then, and if you do, you're probably embarrassed that you haven't made a lick of progress yet. Where I find that accountability really shines is through accountability teams. I encountered my first accountability team through the earlier mentioned ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Groups. My group was four people, including myself, and we mostly talked over text, although we did have weekly meetings to go over our goals for that week. And the point of the group was to let someone else know what we intended to do and then follow up with them later if they did the thing or not. And that also meant including helpful nudges to make sure we were staying on track. So some of our conversations would go like, Hey, I'm planning on heading to the gym by 3 p.m. today. 
I'll text you guys before I head over. If you don't hear from me, can someone check in on me? The main point being that I let someone else know what my plans were, and then let them know when I was going to follow up with them about it. With the caveat that if they didn't hear from me, I wanted them to bug me about it. And some days I might have to text back that something came up, and I wasn't going to be able to go to the gym after all. And that's okay. The accountability group wasn't about shaming me into doing things. It was about helping me follow through with the things I wanted to do. All I need my accountability team to do is be a witness to my intentions and make sure I am checking back with them. The question then becomes, how do you find your own accountability team? What should you look for in an accountability buddy? First, I'd recommend trying to get a team of three to five people instead of just one person. This isn't to say that if you just have one person to work with, it won't work out. But I find that having a team of people makes it much easier to have someone who can follow up with you when you need it. For example, I've mentioned before that I usually have my phone off for the night around 7 p.m., which means I'm not going to be a great accountability buddy after 7 p.m. With a team of people, you have more flexibility in when your check-ins happen. In my accountability teams, we didn't start off as friends. We simply didn't know each other at that point. But as we worked with each other, I'd definitely say we became friends. But with that, I'd also caution you against starting off an accountability team with a close friend. The most important factor in accountability team is making sure that you are holding the other person accountable. I don't want someone to skip checking in with me because they are worried about making me feel bad. Or for that matter, I don't want to worry that I'm going to feel judged if I have to report I didn't do something. Which is a reason that your parents or your partner would probably make a poor accountability buddy. Yes, I'm friends with my accountability team, but we came to that relationship from a very different perspective. So while you might have friends that fit into that category, think about how you view the relationship before you jump into it. And let's get back to where we started with this episode and the most important aspect of an accountability team, compassionate ass-kicking, which is a term I got from Eric Tivers. What we want is for our accountability buddies to be willing to have those uncomfortable conversations when we aren't following through with our intentions. Sometimes I'm not going to finish something because something came up. If my dog starts throwing up as I'm leaving the house to get to the gym, then maybe I'm not going to the gym that day. But if I'm not going to the gym because I'm busy working on getting a new high score on some video game, then I'd appreciate my teammate going, hey, you said you were trying to make going to the gym a priority. What's up? And the important part there is having a teammate that's going to come in with curiosity and compassion and not judgment. And so the question becomes, how do I find a team? And I'll be truthful, it isn't easy. You've got to put yourself out there. As I said earlier, sometimes you can find friends that will fill these roles, although that can be hard. And more likely, you're going to need to look farther out in your communities. I'm part of a number of Facebook communities, and I'm sure if I asked in a few of those places, I could find people that would be interested in joining a small accountability team. You also might have a church group or a sports team that you could find a few people. You might even be part of a professional group, and that would be a great place to find people who have goals that are similar to your own. The important thing to remember is you aren't alone in this. A lot of people are struggling with their follow-through and would love to have a group of people that support them. And when you form your group, I'd encourage you to start off with some group rules to help facilitate meetings and make sure that everyone is on the same page. Let people know what your tendencies in a group setting are. Do you tend to dominate a conversation? Or maybe you don't speak up unless someone calls on you. I know when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I tend to try and hide and get off the radar. So it would be a good idea to let my teammates know to reach out if they haven't heard from me in a while. Or you might be the type of person who gets overwhelmed with too many texts 
so you need to ask your group to limit how much they are messaging you. The key is to just make sure that everyone knows what to expect out of the group ahead of time. It also wouldn't be a bad idea to set up a time to go over this stuff again in a few weeks or in a few months, so that if things aren't working out how the group wants them to, you can address that issue. And if you really can't find anyone for your accountability team, another option is hiring some kind of coach. I see a personal trainer once a week, and while I think the workouts are great, the real reason I like having a personal trainer is that it makes sure I'm going to the gym at least once a week. I used to have gym buddies that I worked out with, but this is also a great option for me. Sure, it costs some money, and I know not everyone has that option, but for me, it's money well spent. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's points. 1. Accountability is about stating what your intentions are to someone else so that you can report back to them about whether or not you followed through with those intentions. 2. There are lots of ways you can build accountability into your life, like body doubling or an accountability team. 3. When forming an accountability team, make sure everyone is on the same page when you're starting up so that everyone knows what to expect and what is expected of them. That's it for this episode. Check back next week when we'll be looking at more ways we can work with your ADHD. You can find show notes for this episode and all our episodes at hackingyouradhd.com slash podcast slash compassionate ass kicking. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast player you use. Get new episodes automatically downloaded into your podcast player every Monday by clicking subscribe. If you can't get enough things ADHD, then check out the other podcasts in the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers and ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan. One of the best ways you can manage your ADHD is by connecting with others. So be sure to check out our social channels on Facebook at facebook.com slash hackingyouradhd and on Instagram and Twitter at hackingyouradhd. Or you can get me directly at hackingyouradhd.com. Be sure to reach out and let me know how you are hacking your ADHD. And until next time, stay focused. Stay focused.